telling you now, the world out there is not waiting for a new definition of Christianity, it's waiting for a new demonstration of Christianity. Welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. This is Mike the Baptist. Uh, J-Mo. And today we're talking about, um, does God hear the prayers of the unrighteous? It was a really interesting conversation that happened in Bible study a few weeks ago. And it raised the question whether God hears your prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, and there was it was interesting where it went because I think... Uh, some of the the arguments that were coming up were trying to differentiate whether he can physically hear the prayer or if God responds to the prayers or acknowledges the prayers of the unrighteous. So some of the things I think we need to talk about today are, you know, what what categorizes you as unrighteous? What are what, how do you define prayer? What is prayer? And is there anything in scripture that talks about God either not listening, not hearing, not turning his ear to you as a result of um, your unrighteousness. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, so you can uh, hear our podcast on uh, multiple platforms, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, we post on Facebook. And so hit us up, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com if you have questions or if you would like to hear a specific topic. Uh, we definitely want to hear back from you. So thank you so much for listening. So let's jump right into it, yeah. man. So does God hear the prayers of the unrighteous? Man, um, well, I, I think about my own personal life. Like um, before I, um, God saved me, you know, um, before I had this conversion moment in my life, um, every single like uh, birthday that I had, I will always think, you know how they always say they put like a little candle on top of the thing? Yeah. And then they will they'll say, give a wish. And then I will always be, I always, every single birthday, I will pray to God. And I was like, God, like, just help me. I don't know how to, I, like, I, like, I would still pray to God, but I didn't have a relationship mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. And I would pray, uh, I, even though I was unrighteous at that moment, like completely not really knowing who God was, mm -hmm. God still was kind of present in my life. Um, and so I made that, those prayers. And then like years later, mm, probably like maybe good. seven years later, <laughs> you know, uh, just every birthday, I was like, God help me. I don't know how to, I don't even know how to like be with you, Yeah. but just help. Like, I just be like, God help me. So it was a simple prayer. I mean, I, it was literally God help me or God, God save me or God, you know, whatever. Right. Every birthday. But and it was like not too much prayer other than that. Like there was some prayer, you know, because um, I grew up in, you know, a Christian family th thinking I was a believer at that moment. Right. But, um, you know, it, the prayers were, were really carnal. Yeah. So it was like, hey, God, help me get these new shoes or whatever. You know, that's just whatever was in my mind. You <laughs> right. Know? Make me six four Jesus so I could play ball. And that NBA. probably was a real prayer, to be honest, because <laughs> I was, that was a at the time prayer. I was I stretching. Remember, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. At the time I was stretching, think I was going to go to NBA. But no. Um, yeah. Even if know, I was six four, I wouldn't make it. Yeah. I would have like, been a point guard. Like, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Realistically, it's still the, the chances are low. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so the prayers were more a thing, but like it was, you know, God hearing those prayers years later, mm. 
Uh, I don't know if it was a timing thing or whatever I needed to go through or whatever to be the person I am now. I don't know. I don't think too much about that because God had that part of my life in control. Mm. Um, still unrighteous living, you yeah. know, didn't really care, didn't know the stuff. Right. But um, but it's amazing that those little prayers that you think are ineffective mm -hmm. years later become really effective. Right. So and from my personal experience in my most unrighteous moments god heard so yeah that's that's tough because generally when you talk about someone when you talk about conversion conversion would be the moment in which you're gone you're you go from death mm -hmm. to life yeah and you go from being an enemy of god to now being adopted child of god there's that moment in time where God has revealed himself to you. He's given you faith in him. Mm -hmm. And now you are repentant of your sin. You know who he is. You know yourself in light of who he is. And now there's this pursuit of wanting to live for him. And um, so it's like almost like there's this moment when that happens, right? Your unrighteousness is now removed. The righteousness of Jesus is imputed into you. It's put into your account. Now you are given a position of righteousness, right? But it's really taught in, in a way. And you see in Scripture the, the moment of conversion. And there's like a singular moment. And there's verses in here that talk about, um, you know, where God essentially does not listen to or turn. So like uh, Proverbs 28, 9. Uh, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Um, uh, it says, or even like I think there's a verse um, uh, where like if you're married and uh, the relationship or something within the relationship is not like 100 percent, right? Or there's unforgiveness or something like that. God does not hear that prayer. Yeah. So uh, Psalm 66:18. If I cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Um, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous, right? So I, I, let me use that verse, Proverbs 15, 29. Nice. The Lord is far from the wicked, but his ears, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. So he's far from the wicked. Um, categorically, based on what you're saying, you would be categorically, if you talk about the conversion moment, your conversion moment didn't happen two years later. Yeah. Yet you prayed things that you saw come to fruition. Mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting about that is mm -hmm. that it's difficult because you have to figure out, was it God that gave you what you were requesting? Or was it, um, you know, spiritual the principalities of this unseen world that caused events to come into motion to where your prayers seemingly were, were, were responded to. Mm. Um, scripture also talks about how like God turns you over to your, to your sin. Mm. And there's like a lack of almost like a lack of prevention of some things happening. So like you see the Pharisees 
praying out loud in the in the city and you know basically uh jesus saying that's really all the glory you're gonna get is that that that's your glory that's your glorious moment and i'm not gonna take away from that glorious moment you're gonna get that glorious moment but this is it this is your time to to get what you're looking for you're praying you're worshiping me in front of people so people are seeing you and they're applauding but that's all you're gonna get um and it's almost like god granting a request or he's giving you what you want or what you seem to be looking for but it's like further hardening your heart or like further pushing you into your unrighteousness you know it's interesting because even uh like the prayers that i um were praying when i was before that conversion moment um i was hearing an interview uh, with this one rapper, he's in jail now, but he's getting out pretty soon. Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> <laughs> this was a while ago, though. I was just hearing the interview. Right? Yeah. Um, it was this uh, this host, uh, New York. I don't have to shout her out or anything like that. You, Angie, Angie Martinez, <laughs> Angie Martinez. Yeah. Martinez. So, anyways, he's he's doing an interview with her. Yeah. And one of the things that that uh, she almost started crying. Because he uh, came to a thing. He was saying that uh, she was saying, you got any friends? He goes, yeah, my dog's my best friend. <laughs> and um, she's like, your dog? She's like, oh, that's kind of cute, whatever. He goes, yeah, every single morning I'll, I'll walk him and I'll just, that's my time to pray. He's like, and, I, and every single morning I talk to God and I say, God, save me. The same thing that I'm talking like what happened to me. So I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. Like, whatever, I don't know his life. I don't know nothing about him. You know, I don't know. But there's a certain level of faith, I think, that comes from, like, so if a person's completely unrighteous, void of God, they want nothing to do with God, nothing mm. to do with God. Mm. So if someone is praying to God, like, with their earnest heart, I think feel like god does hear those prayers i mean like it would be selfish not to think that god that goes to a deaf ear when it's coming from a genuine so like it's a really difficult question because i'm not god ultimately so i don't know what he hears and what he doesn't but but if there's a certain level of faith that's what i'm trying to say there's a certain level of faith even from a person that doesn't necessarily know or have a relationship with god there's a certain level of faith that, that it takes to say, God, I know I'm not, I'm not right with you, but save me, you know? There's, yeah. So, yeah, there's, so that kind of goes back to something that we talked about right before we turned on the mic was in a previous episode, you, <laughs> ma <laughs> you yeah, mentioned yeah. Uh, uh, Provenient Grace. Yeah, yeah essentially so let me let me backtrack so <laughs> so provenial grace i saw a video it was uh this video um that so the meaning that i thought um provenial grace really meant was like an, an irresistible type of grace where like it takes god to awaken your soul to know him so when i said that i i thought it came from that perspective now, with that being said, if there's anybody that believes in provenial grace, that is not a heresy. That is not anything. But if you can just explain a little yeah, bit so, what that um, is. So the term, the term uh, as it stands is provenient grace. Yeah. And provenient grace uh, essentially is 
God awakens you. So you're, 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 you're blind, you're sick, you can't see. Um, and his grace awakens you to make a human decision for him. So essentially God takes you to a certain point in, in awakening your you he leads you to the well leads you but to you there drink. but you got to drink that's yeah, perfect okay. perfect right i lead you to water you drink mm-hmm. whereas irresistible grace which is uh what would be more of the reformed theology mm-hmm. would say uh you're gonna drink because in god revealing himself to you it is so irresistible mm-hmm. that you essentially will not decline the drink Whereas in provenient grace, you and then can, God chooses with that's a little deeper, but God chooses who to give the drink to. Correct. Either way, in both, whether it's provenient yeah. grace mm-hmm. or it's um, it's irresistible grace, it can be argued that God is the is God is the one who is sovereign in both circumstances, mm-hmm. but God is ultimately the one choosing to reveal Himself to who He wants to reveal. So himself the difference to. would be. The action of the person. The difference would be... Wait, does this person have a choice or this person doesn't have a choice with that, with God's ultimate choice? So God ultimately awakens how, you, but yeah. how do you respond? So how much is God the champion of your salvation in both cases? No, nice. I like that. Is God the full... Is God the partial champion of your salvation where he brings you to water and then you made a good decision, so there is some room for you to say, I chose God. He showed up, I saw him, I chose him. Or is God the full champion of your salvation, where it's like God showed up, he revealed himself, I drank because he drew me into the drink, and, uh, and it's all him. There's no room for me to at all say that I had any part in choosing him because he not only chose me, but he saturated me with his with his grace. I couldn't run from it. I couldn't. There was nothing I could do, because he 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 took con- full control. He so he's saved like me. Jonah in a way. Like Jonah gets eaten by a whale, large fish or whatever, large fish. And the Bible says, and then he has no choice but to because he's trying to run away from t- uh, telling people to repent of their sins because he knew that they were going to be saved. So. Ultimately, did Jonah have a choice? I mean, he had a choice because he could have died in the fish, but right. ultimately, what's commonly he chose used, what God wanted. What's commonly used in the description is you're in the water and you're drowning. Provenient grace is there's a life raft that gets thrown to you. Nice. I like it. You can grab it and pull yourself up, and then you're, you come to shore and you're saved. Or... You're at the bottom of the ocean, dead. And the lifeguard comes in. And the lifeguard in. <laughs> comes in. Boom. He brings you up. He pulls Man, you on shore. Yeah. He, boom, he re- reassesses, you know, re, re- uh, what re- is it? Uh, uh, resuscitates. Resuscitates yeah. you. Boom. You come back to life. He's like, hey, are you okay? You're alive because he did all the work to bring you back to life. Whereas provenient grace is that. You're drowning, but I throw your life raft, and you have to pull yeah. yourself up. And I want so to I want to actually say we're actually talking about salvation. Yeah, salvation. So it's Correct. not it's not like Correct. provenial grace to brush my teeth. Correct. In the morning. Correct. Like, I Correct. Do have we're choices. talking about okay. salvation. Yeah. Salvation. In both. To make that a little clear. Correct. Yeah. In reformed or Arminian theology, yeah. would both promote the understanding that you you have choice in life. I could choose Coke or Pepsi. 
I could, you know, I could brush my teeth or not brush my teeth. Like you have choices in life. But in the in the realm of salvation, one believes, Reformed theology believes you are dead in your transgressions. You are an enemy of God. The yeah. the, the the gap, the chasm between you and God are so great that in your own you can't close that gap. Mm. Whereas in in the in the Arminian theology, it would stress that you you are you are sick, you need help, help is on the way, but ultimately you can make your way to the hospital. So one is dead, one is I can make my way to the hospital should a hospital be available. The other is you're dead, someone has to physically rescue you because you cannot on your own because you are dead. You're Lazarus, you're dead. Jesus has to call you and bring you back to life. Whereas the other would say you're sick, you have to make your way to in order to be saved, right? So that's when yeah. we're talking about salvation here. We're not talking about yeah, other, yeah. any other point. I mean, you could see like uh, like an example with the Takashi guy. Um, so that's kind of why I'm so, getting it. That's so, the only reason why I'm explaining it. No, no, what but, you just said. but what's crazy is that like, I mean, he still has some type of knowledge. Who, who knows like where it comes from? I don't know his life. But to make a prayer every single morning... When he's walking his dog, maybe not so much anymore because he's in prison. But, <laughs> but, but like to say that, you know, and yeah. Angie's like tearing up. She's like, that's beautiful. Like, yeah. you know, so it, tug it tugs at people's hearts because that's like ultimately what every human wants is a connection yeah. with God. Now, the way that people live their life sometimes separates you from God completely because that, that's a whole different thing. Salvation yeah. and you making a prayer, God help me is different doesn't mean you're radically changed right but does god really hear that or like i think god hearing god listening hearing and listening are different things right mm. god hearing you god Speak. listening to you and god responding to you is come three three different things right so god ultimately could have just said heard those prayers even though it came from an earnest part of my heart yeah every single birthday you know god save me god save me but Ultimately, seven years. What would have I? What would have happened if, mm. hypothetically, I would have died in that six year before? You know, I don't know. Like that's why this, this question is so difficult. Does it God is. hear? Because ultimately, we're not God. Ultimately, I can't. I can't know the 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 motivations of a person. So in the Bible, they had these. Uh, uh, God, Jesus gives a perfect illustration mm. of like these Pharisees that are praying. God, like all these wonderful things, how good I am, all this stuff, right? Uh, and then there's guy, he's like, God, like, I'm a sinner. I'll, like, forgive me, forgive He's like, which one do you, do you think God hears? Mm. He's like, the person is repentant of their heart. So mm. a person I think is genuinely like, like you, we were talking before the podcast. Right, right, right. Jesus has conversations with people that are sinners. He's eating. He's communicating. He's providing their needs. You look at he's he, he's healing providing, people. He's healing and feeding people, and they're not even converted and, yet. And and it's you can assume that some are not quote deemed unrighteous category right from the outside looking in right. And he's th these can be possibly categorized as answered prayers. Of people that are unrighteous. Who knows? Not yeah. saying that they are believers. They're struggling with sin. They're, you know, we're, we're not, we're talking about 
the difference between righteous and unrighteous. It's whether you are saved or not, essentially, is, yeah. is what, what we're talking about. And the man who was born blind, Jesus heals him, and then he goes before the Pharisees, and he's like, I don't know who the guy is. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know who saved me. Later, Jesus, a couple of days later, whatever, Jesus comes and meets the guy. He says, hey, man, like, you see all the stuff? And he has this convert. He's like, who is the son of man? Who is the, this guy? Tell me so that I may right. worship him. He's like, I am the one that healed you. I'm those, you know? So, so there's like a conversion moment after yeah. the fact that there was a healing but it can almost be seen like in those moments where. But the but the crazy thing is the guy didn't pray for it. Mm. So that's another question. That's another. But thing. but I think you can also see it like God still providing for His people. We see that throughout Scripture, where God provides for His people. We're talking Israel, right? He's still providing for His people, even during times. Oh, that's good. Yeah. When they were. You know, God told them, look, if you don't repent from your sin, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get taken over by these people. There's going to be famine in the land. There's going to be this, going to be that. But when you turn away from your sin, I'm coming back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up. I'm going to rescue you. And in this moment, Jesus is there. God's still providing for his people. Even, with the, even if that crowd of people within the midst of those people, you can categorize people that are saved or not saved you know but, but it's still god's people but there's a moment in 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 the gospels where jesus looks at the crowd and he says he says the only reason why you follow me is because i fed you oh yeah basically basically in a nutshell he's like i fed you i took care of you that's the only reason you follow me boom 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 he calls them out and just like that, boom, th hundreds, thousands of people leave. Then he looks at his disciples. And he's like, y'all leaving too? And they look at each other and they're like, who do we have in heaven and earth but you? Like, who, there's nobody yeah, else. Where are we, we going to go? Where yeah, are we yeah. going to go? We got you. And he's like, boom. All right, then let's go. Let's keep walking. Let's keep, you're going to follow me. You're my disciples. But all these other people scattered because he called them out on what they were actually around him for. And when we think about what is prayer. It's talking, communication. Prayer is yeah. communion with God. But you could also see it as in the communion with God, there's requests that you give to God. And I guess the equation, the easy equation to see, and, and I talk to people that I, in my human assessment and biblical assessment mm -hmm. of this individual standing in front of me, they are not believers. Mm -hmm. They practice witchcraft. They practice all kinds of sin. They're unrepentant of their sin, yet they speak as though they have a relationship with Jesus. Biblically, my human standpoint, assessment, this, this person's unrighteous. But see, also period. you're also judging from your lens and your and, and what scripture it's, allows it, me to also from, your observing, from the fruit. You're observing external, external things that you're seeing, right. whether the person's living lawless and you're seeing that it's completely not biblical, but ultimately... This guy, this Takashi Six Nine, he's making these genuine prayers that I don't know his the genuineness of his heart. Why is he making that prayer with alone with his dog? You know what I mean? So I don't know. So the thing is, like from the outside looking in, you might judge a person, but ultimately that reason I keep going back to it. The reason it's so difficult to answer is because ultimately I'm not God. You mentioned something about communion with God, 
And you use the perfect word because I would say communication with God, but right. it doesn't do justice. So to communicate, to commune with God. So back in the Old Testament, the Jewish people had the before the before Jesus, they had to make sacrifices, atonement, right? All this thing to like sacrificing lambs, all these things once a year, all this stuff for the removal or the forgiveness of sins, not the removal, but the forgiveness. Jesus eradicates that. And now we are the living temple. Just fast track all this stuff, right? So we are the physical temple, the representation of like that building, the Holy of Holies, the veil. When Jesus is on the cross, veil tore, we are the Holy of Holies. So communicate, communion with God no longer is like sacrificing of animal, but like this perfect relationship. So when we're praying, when we're talking to God, it's communion. So God is completely holy, right? Mm. So does God hear a person like you were mentioning, like those verses in the yeah, Bible? I, I have one more verse before you jump into that. Is it point. talking about unbelievers or a believer? It says, but in Isaiah 59 two, assuming Isaiah is speaking yeah. to God's people in those moments. Right. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. If your iniquities cause him to face to hide his face from you so he doesn't hear you, and this is talking to God's people, I'm, I would assume it's unbelievers, right? that anyone who's on the unrighteous side of the equation, he is also not hearing, even hearing your prayer. So it's almost a mu an intentional muffling of his ears not to hear not to make it clear god is omniscient he's all-knowing that's the he's confusion all that's the confusing so part. so like, like i we were talking right <laughs> yeah, yeah so adam and eve they sin they are separated from god god goes to them goes to adam and says where are you did god not know where Adam's physical location was no of course he knew where he mm. was so so why is there why does he even have to ask that question yeah so, because he knows what the dialogue's already going to be. Right. Where are you at? Like, what what did you do? You know, why did you sin? Why didn't I told you not to? All this right. conversation that necessarily would not have happened, right? So, God ultimately knows where Adam was. Yeah. But, like, he's still, it's not like he's blinded to him. Yeah. You know? He's still aware that these things are going on. Because he's omniscient. He knows all things. Correct. So you can't not 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 See, not, that, not, that's not, the not part. That's know the part. all things exactly. So then there's that thing where here's the character of God in who He is. He is naturally this. This is who He is, and then you have. I'm careful how I say this, right? So then you have God's response or behaviors. Mm -hmm. Who God is should align with His behaviors. He is holy. He is just, right? But He's also all knowing. All powerful, sovereign. Mm -hmm. So, in, on those things, you have to assume he does actually. Those things will come through. He hears it. He sees it. He's. Uh, it's in his hands. Like he, you know, he. He's. It's there. It's operational. He. He, he allows. He causes. He's in control. Mm -hmm. But then his actions are also in response to who he is. He is righteous. He is just. He is. You know. So all these things. His response to iniquity, to unrighteousness, is that your prayers to my ears, they're passing through me, but they're not reaching its destination. It could also be the motivation. 
behind it as well. It, there's clearly, a lot of pieces. Cause there's a lot of pieces. Well, the motivation would have to be if you're on the side of the righteous. Yeah. Because and if you're on the side of the unrighteous, brings a question. you would have to not be hearing. There's a question. So why would a person, so you have a believer, mm. right? Let's say someone was completely against, like someone was for, let me phrase it this mm -hmm. way. Someone, a believer, was for the, the thought process of, uh, God does not hear any person that's unrighteous. Right. Is unable to hear it. Right. What, why would that, like, that person, I, w I can't impose on that a hypothetical person, right. but why would that person, like, have that viewpoint or be so adamant towards that? So, in the Bible, when it has that, uh, you know, Jesus gives an illustration of this person who's completely lawless, right? Or actually not lawless, but like the, 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 was the, the father with the, the parable, the prodigal son. Right. So the prodigal son wants his inheritance. The daddy's not even dead. That, you know what? Can you ever go to your mom or dad like and say, like, I want my insurance me, money home yo, now. Like, you know, that <laughs> insurance money that's, that you're going to do get when you're dead. Like, give can me I today. give me that now? <laughs> Dang, that's like a spin in their face. Yeah, yeah, He's, absolutely. He spends it on wildless living, comes back, all that stuff. Right. The reason I bring that up is, is the other brother. Yes. So the other brother was like, yo, like I was with you. I was faithful. How could you chew? How could you do this? So there's almost like this not fair mentality. Mm. But guess what? It's not fair because Jesus gives another illustration. He says, I give 10 talents to this one or I give this thing, this multiple like people that are working for me right. for months, months, months. This guy just got on the job yesterday and is going to get paid the exact same for everybody. Yeah, same. I, I heated, bro. Injustice. Heated. How is this person? I put in two years of the same job, construction I'm job. I'm going to HR. Sorry. I was building houses you for 10 years. 10 years building jobs, doing, doing building houses, and you're going to pay me the same amount this guy just got in last yesterday? Yo. Jesus did that for uh, a reason, right? To show you that it's not fair. Like, who are you? So the level would, like, we can talk about this all day, but at the ultimately, we are not at the level that God is dealing sure. with. Like, God hears all things. Does now now the motivation of the heart like so you had those Pharisees who were saying God like thank you that I'm not like this sinner right thank you you know clearly they were not right but from the external you would say man John got it all together he's a Christian man like he's a believer he got light that's in him. a good dude right there that's a good dude he's a, but ultimately my heart is not yeah. with him then you have another guy that's walking his dog. They're saying, God, like, I don't know how to get out of here, but, like, help me. That's it. Like, prayer's done. Like, ultimately, mm. I don't know in the response. Like, from my personal life, <laughs> it took years later, and God still living lawless, still well, not caring. I, and I, and I could, I could uh, and I'm in alignment with your story about, you having a prayer and years later, your actual conversion moment. Yeah. I had the same thing, you know, young, growing up young, you know, there was a, a situation uh, in, in, in our household mm -hmm. where, um, you know, uh, there was abusive situation. We, uh, you know, um, we called the police and stuff. And, and in the moment I remember, and I'll be, and I'll be vivid with it. Cause it, you know, it's so long ago, but, um, you know, uh, uh, a relationship my mom was in 
the guy was a quote Christian, walked around with his Bible. This dude was like, you know, everybody at the church loved the dude. Everybody at the church loved this dude. And um, and this he was a maniac. He was a maniac. Um, but nobody knew at church, but we knew he was a maniac. So fast forward, uh, we're coming home and I want to say we're coming home from one of those like three hour Saturday services or something crazy. Oh, right? like, so he made you, and your oh, we go? would go all the time. Dude. We were all the, always there, dude. And I thought it was the wackest junk in the planet. I was sitting there. I was like, why the heck am I here? This yeah. is this is whack. This is garbage. The youth are so whack. Like, these dudes are so out of... Because you see the fake, right? Dude, I, like, at my standpoint, I was like, these guys are just so out of tune with reality. Like, they don't understand the streets. They don't understand what I've been through, you know, whatever. And, um, and, and so that day, I remember we getting home, um, and, you know, he was taking us back to our place. And, um, and, like, he was just... He was a maniac. He just would, like, verbally abuse my mom or whatever. And then... Uh, and then so he had grabbed my mom's arm and he twisted her arm like that. Like, no, you're going to listen to me. And my mom was in the car and she was like screaming, you know, like because her arm, he was going to break her arm. I was li- I was small, you know, as a grown man. And I just start like pushing him, hitting him like, yo, let her go, let her go, whatever. And so um, so we get out of the car, we go into the house and my mom just looked at me because it had been a while. She was with this dude like, you know, for a couple of years at that point. And she just looked at me and was like, I can't keep doing this. Mm. And I just looked at her and she, we were both scared. Mm. And she's like, I'm going to call the cops. Boom. She's about to grab the phone. And he stepped right in front of her face. And he was like, he said, you call the cops. I'm going to break your teeth. His fists were clenched. He was right in front of her. Yo, gangsters, you could possibly imagine. My mom picked up the phone like this and just went, Bam, 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 <laughs> just stare right in his face. And he did absolutely nothing. Because he's a coward, man. Yeah. She called the cops. Boom. She's still on the line. Yeah, he's in front of me. His fists are clenched. She's blah, 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 blah. He just stood there frozen. And I was there. I know. I thought I was going to see my mom get knocked out. I thought I was going to get knocked out. I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. A little while later, oh, he bounced. Mm-hmm. A little while later, he gets arrested. Uh, they take him in. Um, and I mentioned that because mm. weeks before, mm. and I'm talking about, we went through like torture in that household because he was a maniac mm. and, um, you know, arguments all the time and this and that. And, you know, mom's trying to get out of the relationship, but he's such a maniac. It was like, we're scared. So it was just, and it's a lot, a lot behind that. But, um, there was one day I was standing outside of my parents, outside of my mom's room, and they were arguing in the room, and I was standing outside of my mom's room, and I was holding the Bible, and I was like, God, I don't know who you are really. Like, I know I've been in church a lot in my life. I've been, I've been, I've been a Catholic. I went through all the CCD classes. I've been going through this church. Uh, I, I read your word because I did. I was like reading out of curiosity to understand. And like the one story that always stuck out was like, um, you know, well, many stories stuck out, but um, you know, I'm like, man, you know, like you fed that one guy with the ravens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you provide, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, weird yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And I said, and I don't know, but like, I know, I know what he's doing. He's supposed to be a Christian dude, but I know what he's doing. It doesn't line up with what's in here. So I don't know you and whatever, but like do something, take him away as peaceful as possible. 
Lord, figure out, do something in a way that you take this man away from our life in the most peaceful way that you can possibly do because I'm scared and my mom is scared. Like I pray this prayer in the middle of the living room right in front of my mom's house. Weeks later, boom, this happens. Wow. And when he took, when God took this man away, it was peaceful, bro. It was the most peaceful thing ever. This dude left. Cops arrested him. Left. Cops, we got the restraining order. All kinds of stuff. I testified in court. Like, it was a whole oh, big wow. deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. And, um, and he was gone from our life. And the, <laughs> I mean, you, you like at uh, t- 10 years old. That's him, officer. <laughs> I was like, that's the man right there, man. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and we went through that process for a while. You know, my mom met my stepdad, who's today. That dude was like a war hero. You know, he stepped into our life. And that dude, like, literally did, could not physically get through because yeah, yeah, you yeah. had this, you know, uh, this amazing. <laughs> it's like fourth degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this amazing martial artist, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, war hero come into our life. Uh, and, you know, that relationship, they did it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Got married, boom, yeah, yeah. Did, the, did all the right steps or whatever. Um, so shout out to my step pops. But, um, you know, I, I say that because if we talk about conversion moment, that prayer that I prayed, I was not officially by external. Right. T- I was not a believer. Yet God heard my prayer and not only heard my prayer, but responded to it in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Now, the question has to come. Or at least when I reflect back on my life, I look, I'm like, man, God was always with me. Mm-hmm. He was always with me. Always. He never was away from me. Mm-hmm. Categorically, though. If we go by category, if we go by definition, if we go by, you know, well, it was this date and this moment where you came to Christ and this was the thing you could put on your Bible. This was the time. I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. I know that there was a moment where I understood the gospel in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I really understood the gospel mm-hmm. and I was just humbled by the reality of what God who God is what he had done and I could see like God man you it is all you I like that because you you uh, can't put a date on it because it could have been from your baby (laughs) you know what I mean like like it always was you know so like like just like you I I see God in those moments back looking back at it at the time I didn't have a relationship with God you know at all but even God answering prayers, like it kind of brings me like to um, in the Bible with this this woman who goes to, to Jesus and is like heal. Mm. I think it was like heal my daughter or something like that. Um, and he's like, how how am I gonna give it to you? Like you're like you're like a dog, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe I'm paraphrasing horrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but he's like, like who am I to give the the like food on my table to a dog? And he was doing that because I think she was a Samaritan woman. And mm. at the time, you know, the just it's deeper than that. But the response of her was like, even the dogs eat the crumbs at the master's table. And he's like wild by it. But and he actually does. He answers her prayer. The question is, I don't know if there was salvation. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't know if she ended up giving her life or like. Yeah. So but ultimately. There's movements that God does. He chooses to heal who he chooses or whatever he does. Right. Ultimately, it's outside of my action. Simultaneously, mm. I give you another example of, yeah. of my life. Post-believer. Yeah. 
me praying to God, me thinking I, at the time I thought I was more righteous than I am now, man. Like I was, I had it together. I need work, yo. <laughs> so I went from being horrendous to being like, yo, yeah. nobody could touch me. I'm right. Like, I'm like, there's Jesus, and I'm like, two notches. <laughs> that's how holy I am. Right? Crazy, right? But but the self-righteousness, God had to, that was the sin <laughs> in my life, right? So at the time, I'm praying to God, and I'm like, God, like, I'm requesting. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm demanding. Demanding you know, right now. Yeah, yeah, because you say in your word, but it, God didn't say in that word. Like, my understanding of the word at that moment in my life was that God had to do what I said because I said, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Right. So I was like, in the name of Jesus, I present this carnal request before you. That's basically what yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God didn't do it. And you're like, yo. And I God. had like this. I had this moment with God. Like, I thought you answered. Like, you saw. You're supposed to answer my prayers. Like, Damn. what's gonna happen? Like, you're supposed to do what I want to. <laughs> like, that's me. That's me trying it's to project true. into it now. It's but, true. Like, you're supposed to do what I said. I said in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Like. Hey, that's what they told me. It that's what formula. they told me. That's right. like the formula. Like, I, look at my life, God. I'm righteous. <laughs> Can you imagine me, like, the unrighteousness that I, like, me <laughs> making that statement? Insane. Like, it's kind of like. Insane. The moment that you said that statement, you're no longer righteous. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah, you know, so, so. The type of prayers, look at the pre-conversion or the pre-moment with Jesus to post and the type of prayers and the one that got answered and the one that didn't. Yeah. So ultimately, God hears everything, but the types of prayers really do matter. Like the genuineness of your heart, the genuine. Yeah. If you're on your knees every single day crying before God, feeling the weight of your sin and saying, God, help me. But then you're over here doing heroin every single day. You're stuck in something. Yeah. That only God can get you out of. Dang. You know what I mean? But from Dang. the outside looking in, you're like, oh, that person's a crackhead or that person's doing this. Dang, that person, that I'm judging you. But I don't know what that person's going through. Simultaneously, I'm not judging my brother that's a pastor and he's the one that's doing things. You doing know lines I mean? of coke. Like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> chilling. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's a phenomenal point yeah. that I think can frequently be overlooked. And the... And the uh, the passion that would come to argue, you know, God doesn't listen to the praise of the unrighteous. We can look at different biblical yeah. contexts. If, so, if of someone what that is says, that adamant about it, but it's it difficult. could be like that other prodigal son's brother. It could be because it's uh, the the fear the the thing of how could you save this guy? I lived my whole life for you, and now this guy just got radically saved. Like he was a crackhead last week. So it could be this like jealousy. Yeah. It could be multiple things. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, or you know, or I think it. I think it is. You know, I, I do think that we never want to give people a false reassurance that. Yeah, yeah. Because they are praying to God, or they have a seeming genuine approach to Him, mm -hmm. that they themselves are saved. And I know people who are that way. I know people that. You know, they'll one minute they'll they'll talk about God and their relationship with Jesus and that they pray and he answers their prayers and gives them everything. They all this stuff, it, very carnal in nature. Right. Not not praying that he would remove the sin from me or that, you know, if I am abusing drugs, that God help liberate me from this. Yeah. Yet I'm still stuck in the cycle of drugs. Like there's no prayer to to 
or does even a desire to move away from that which yeah. displeases God. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I think that is a key piece of what are you praying? And that kind of goes back to your point. What is your prayer encompassing? When we say God doesn't listen to praise of the unrighteous, a, a, a something that seems like a pretty righteous prayer is someone that's saying, God, I'm stuck in this rut of sexual immorality, mm-hmm. of drugs, of, of lying, mm-hmm. of you know, whatever, and I don't know how to get out of it. God, help me, save me. Um, you know, I've made a decision that was wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm affiliated with this gang, and I don't know how to get out. You know, I messed up with my wife, and I don't know how to, God, God, I don't know. I don't know, and, and it's a sin that I know, and know you don't approve of, or it's something that, like in my prayer, you know, I didn't, I don't know what this is. I, I have no, I don't know who you are. You're up there. I know you're good, but there. Uh, there's a there's a wrongness about you know and and i don't know what to do and i'm just asking you to help you know and um i think in those moments ultimately it's up to god anyway to listen to respond uh it's god who's maybe in the midst of your prayers god was doing the work in your life Mm -hmm. and that led up to moments where you pray you're praying and God fully, you know, shows up and reveals himself. And then when you look back at your life, you're like, yo, God was always with me. It was never me doing anything righteous. It was never me, uh, you know, out of the goodness of my heart praying for this. No, it was you always working in me to will the righteous things that you desire. Mm-hmm. It was always you to begin with. Because if I'm, if I'm serious about my, if I'm serious about understanding your word, I'm also serious in understanding that I am totally unrighteous. There's nothing in me that is righteous. When Jesus came and he said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came because the world's already condemned. Mm -hmm. He put it on blast. He's like, I didn't come to condemn. Y'all already condemned. There's no two ways about it. I came to save. That's 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 a different perspective where you're already in a place where you're unrighteous. But if there's anything that's good that comes out of you, it's from God. That's right. Anything, and that's, that's in the Word. So I think it is, it is very difficult to, to, to put a full stamp on. Like, I think sometimes we need reassurance mm. to say, my brother is saved because he articulated the gospel in a very, very theologically sound way. Mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with now knowing your answer yeah i'm comfortable with your answer you gave me the right this man is saved um he gave me the right terminology yeah gave me the right terminology which i'm bad at terminology (laughs) uh but you gave me the right terminology he says that he seems to be doing the right things he's saved uh he is amongst the righteous and i can only assume that yeah you know you're claiming those things you're saying the right things i have to assume that you're brethren Mm -hmm. um but ultimately, God's the one who knows. Ultimately, the God's, God's the one who's doing the work in you, doing the work in me. He's doing the work in, our, in those around us. Um, so does God hear the prayer of the unrighteous? The word says that he does turn away. Or the righteous, the, right, the prayers of a righteous availeth much. Yeah. Or meaning like the person that is living their life righteousness, their prayers. Yeah, 100%. Just have like, 100%. you know why? Because there's constant communion. There's yes. constant. It's not no longer, God, I beseech you. I come before thee. It's more like, hey, um, I know I just talked to you like 25 minutes ago, but can you help me? Like, um, 
there's this bus that I need to get because I, you know, but your will be done ultimately. But I do need, yeah. you know, like the prayers of a righteous person is completely different. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and yeah, that, that's a great point. Is that the prayers of the righteous person are are for his kingdom, are for his will that's to be right. done, are for submission to him, to be conformed to his image. Well, how did Jesus pray when yeah. he taught him? He's like. Your will be done, not my yeah. will. Yeah. You know, let it be like in, you know. On earth as it yeah. is in heaven. Yeah. Give us our daily bread. All these things. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's putting him, his his name, his majesty above our own so that his glory can be carried out, not my own. That is the prayer of a righteous person. Does God hear those prayers? Absolutely. Without hesitation. Does he answer the prayers in the way that we want them to be answered in the, in the format and the fashion and the timing? No. But the righteous person, the person who is aligned with God and his will, are going to be resting in the reality that he's in control. A if full you, submission. If you prayed something and God says no, there has no response. What is your response? What is your response? So... That kind of goes into like your heart. Like I had a big problem with that at that point in my life. Like God failed me. I it took me on a tangent where I was like, God, like, like I know you exist in my heart, but like I don't know at this moment how could you're bad in my mind. I'm like, you failed me, God. Yo, because you didn't do what I wanted. Hundred percent. When I wanted. Hundred percent. God had to use those moments to shed all that crap out of my life. Like. I, I, who are, who am I to deserve anything? Yeah. Yeah. And I've had those moments yeah, too, yeah. which is, which is the most humbling thing to yeah. then turn around and be like, wow, that was idols in my heart. Mm -hmm. That's not really in line with you. That's not really, you know, and then, and then you just kind of fall back and realize he is King. He is holy. He is God. We are not. Um, and so I think, um, I think what we should, come away from it is God is sovereign. God is all knowing. Um, he knows what's going on, period. He, you know, word says that, uh, that he, he allows rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. You know, there's provision mm -hmm. that happens on both righteous and unrighteous. Almost, you know, in some cir circumstances you could argue equally. Or even the unrighteous seem to have it all together. Well, it seems right. It's in Proverbs yeah. where it's like, whoa, I've seen, I've seen like a, a poor person on a, on a, on riding a horse. And I've seen a, a person that's like royalty practically walking. It's like the dichotomy of people's Of life. what can happen or the other way around. I yeah. see, I see the unrighteous avail. They prosper while I'm suffering. Yeah. Why do they prosper? Why are they going through all these? Why are they having all these opportunities? It seems mm -hmm. as if you're answering all their prayers and you're giving them everything they want. And it, and it could be where he's turned them over to their own desires. And that's hardening their heart even further and further and further and further and further because they are apart from you. Mm -hmm. They are apart from God. Whereas I seem to be losing but that's because I'm, you, my purpose is to draw you closer and closer and closer and closer to me as God. I'm, my, des my desire is to conform you into the image of my son. So I'm drawing you closer to me in your suffering. It's like, hallowed be, hallow be your name. Let your will be done. 
as it is in heaven on earth. So let your will be done, God. Like so, like which is exactly what you were saying. The prayers, of, the prayers of a righteous person. So the closer you get to G know Jesus, that you start becoming like Jesus in your actions. Your prayers start changing. No longer is it I want twenty inch rims on my car. <laughs> it's no longer I don't even need a car. I just need you to supply. And it's so funny how God, like you're saying, God supplies. God supplies. Like in the in uh, Proverbs, um, He's like, "Give me neither riches nor mm. nor poverty." So if you give me too much, guess what? Like I'm gonna disinvolve you. I'm just gonna be like gone. But if you give me too little, I'm going to start robbing and stealing because I'm going to survive. Yeah. So it's like yeah. God supplies. And then you see countless things in the Bible yeah. where it says like even the ravens like or or like um, like do you feed the birds like I who feeds the birds? God ultimately they they survive. They're like got it all together. Yeah. You know, it's like how much more. Yeah. Yeah. Will God give you good gifts? There's so many things in the Bible, man. Yeah. Like this person that uh, is almost like nagging. It's like every single day, God, uh, Jesus gives like an illustration. Like this person that's nagging this one person, like every single day, and the guy's like, "Fine, yeah. I'll give it to you." Yeah, yeah this, yeah, yeah. this element of of non-ceasing prayer. Yeah, it's like fine. I'll, I'll just I'll give it to you. Your faith. You just keep coming to me every day. Right. There's so many elements of prayers that. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, I think kind of to conclude, if if we have if we're having as believers a conversation with someone and rather than rather than like put in their face like, you know, you're unrighteous, God doesn't hear your prayers, which you can, I guess, you know, if you want to have a certain discussion and kind of lead them into the gospel. Um, I think it's important for them to see by the law of God at the heart of the law of God, anger, lust, you know, all those uh, elements of the law um, to show them that they don't match up. None of us match up with accomplishing or fulfilling God's perfect will. And that when the word says, be holy as God is holy, your question response has to be, but how? Because when I'm real with myself and I look at my inner man and I see my actions and my heart and my thoughts, I am unholy in many ways. Mm -hmm. And so categorically, even one aspect of unrighteousness, one aspect of unholiness. You're that righteous, unrighteous person. <laughs> puts me in a, yeah, puts me right into the category of I'm not as holy as God mm -hmm. is. So perfection is required, which I don't have. And so walking people through the law of God to show them that they need Christ, who is the perfect fulfillment of the law. When mm -hmm. he sh talks about his life, he demonstrates his life, um, raised from the dead. Now it's through him and only him that we have a relationship with God, I think then you can walk into the conversation where we're not focusing so much on the prayer of the unrighteous, um, you know, person that they think, well, you think your prayers are being answered, but they're not because you're unrighteous. And stuff. Instead of si sitting in that category, I think touching more at the heart of, you know, listen, this is the reality of what scripture says is that if you're an enemy of God, 
the word says he's not hearing your prayers. Mm. He's not listening to it. Well, God is giving me a car. Yeah, but you have to question if you have no conviction over your sin, if you're not trying to move in a direction of living a, a lifestyle of righteousness, then be weary that your prayers are being answered. Mm -hmm. Because possibly your heart is being further hardened away from God. Even in the midst of you getting stuff. It's like a person that prays for the lottery gets the lottery. <laughs> and then but ultimately, was that God's will? He's made him more separated from God. And, and God doesn't want that. God wants you close to him, right? Right. But, you know, maybe so maybe that knows? was. Maybe who that knows? is your judgment. It could be. It could that be is your one. judgment, but right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, preaching the gospel to anyone mm -hmm. could either mean they come to faith or they that's judgment. The rejection of the gospel is judgment. You know, that's their fate. And and but I think as Christians, we just need to be careful about look, using momentary instances to write off somebody 100 percent right, yeah. to say this person is anathema. Walk away like Paul did it. Good. You know, good for Paul. I'm not doing that because I don't know what God is operating. I don't know what his fear. I don't know you know, what he's doing in the midst of that person to 10 years down the line. I look like a moron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I look like the idiot. He's this dude's a pastor. He loves Jesus, healing people. He's like, yo, God is amazing. Yo, he did his amazing work, and I wrote him off 10 years ago, right? All I know is I got to pray for this person. I preached the gospel. He rejected it. Boom. Yo, do you, I hope you understand what you're doing. The blah, blah, blah. Continue to pray for them. I hope that one day, right? Um, so, um, yeah, in conclusion, does God actually physically hear? I believe yes. I believe yes. I believe God hears absolutely he can hear it will he respond does he incline his ear to you does he give you that favor does he if you're in in the camp of the unrighteous if you're in the camp in that you're an enemy of god i have to believe that he does not he does not in your favor so if your prayers are answered it is not in your favor mm. it is not for it is not uh, for bragging rights it is not to say, yep, God heard my prayer. I'm going to go practice witchcraft. I, I don't believe that he is, he is responding. He is adhering to. He is communing with you in your prayers. Um, I would say tremble in the midst of uh, any unrighteousness that you have and uh, turn away from it and seek God, Whether you, even if you're a believer. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got hate in your heart. You've been unfaithful. You're not providing for your family, whatever. Yo, get on your face. Tremble at the reality that any unrighteousness in our life um, could hinder our prayers. And that's a whole other topic that we can talk about. And from the perspective of a believer, but from the perspective of a non-believer, I think, you know, as we approach non-believers, just, you know, I think be cautious about, about how, how the discussion's had. So I don't know if we got anywhere, but, you know, so... Um, so anyway, just to wrap up, uh, this has um, been a good episode. Check us out. Facebook, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, hit us up, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. we love to hear from you. Any comments, any questions that you have. Um, but uh, signing out, I'm Mike the Baptist. JMO. <laughs>